Welcome back to tonight's intermission. Merrimack is hosting Maine this weekend here for the first of two. And joining us in this intermission, it's Dan Hannigan, the longtime voice of the Maine Black Bears uh, on their radio broadcast. And, uh, Dan, first of all, uh, so Maine comes into town this weekend. There's four games to go in the season. Uh, where, where do you think this Maine team is at and, and what they're trying to do, I guess, to you know get ready for the postseason? Well, I, I think they're just trying to get themselves into a, a winning mentality. I think it's been it's been a rugged uh, stretch here for them. They played Providence and, and Notre Dame the last two weekends, and and they were close in a couple of them, uh, and could not finish the deal. Uh, particularly what jumps out the first night down at Providence, it was a tie game with a minute to go or two minutes to go, and they committed a penalty. Unraveled from there, they gave up a power play goal and. And, and it's been that kind of thing. It's been that one mistake or two mistakes that have come back to haunt them, and it almost always seems to result in, in something going wrong in the game. So uh, they've got to get past that mentally and, and also physically and just not making those mistakes. And, and so I think they're probably going to be in the 11th spot. Uh, in the standings, 11 seed in the in the hockey East uh, playoffs. So so now you look at these four games and, and what can you do to get get better and 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 try to finish the deal against Merrimack or Northeastern, who they play next week at home. Well, before we get back to Maine, you mentioned Providence. They've got to be the hottest team in the country here in the second half. From what you saw, what's been the difference for them in the second half? Well, I, you know, I didn't get to see them in the first half at all, so I don't know what uh, what it was. But I look at their roster and I see they're trying to weave in seven freshmen and and a new goaltender, and they they seem to have figured it out. And and when you come from a winning standpoint, I think. You can you can absorb that better, you know, and and they've got enough guys back from these these last few years that can kind of settle things down for them a little bit. When I look at Maine, they're trying also they've got this huge influx of freshmen, but they're coming from a losing area, and and so you bring when you're relying on freshmen and you don't have that upper class uh, support and and uh, stability, it it can be a tough thing. But at Providence, Nate Lehman does a great job, and and uh, you know he's done a great job uh, just turning that roster over and now get some going here in the right direction at just the right time. You mentioned the freshmen at Maine. Who are some of the guys that stand out for you with regard to their play this year at Maine? Well, I would say the two that have been the most consistent all year would probably be Chase Pearson, who's a centerman, um, and also Patrick Hallway. And uh, they're both draft picks, and, and they are, they're guys that, um, you know, I think that the, the coaching staff was pretty high on coming in, and they thought that they would contribute right away. The, they had some bright spots from Patrick Shea. Uh, they had some bright spots from Mitchell Fossier, who won't be in the lineup here tonight. But, um, you know, for the most part, when you're talking about consistency and doing it over the course of the year, probably those two guys are, are tops. Uh, one of the things that surprises me, Maine is still looking for their first win on the road other than the game at Fenway, you know, the game away from home, I guess. I mean, wh- why do you think that that's been the case? And, and what, I guess, you know, can turn it around? Because we were just talking a few weeks ago about a Merrimack team that hadn't won on the road very much this year and, and hadn't won in Hockey East, and then they put together wins against BU and BC, for example. It seems like it can change on a dime almost. Well, that's the thing. And, and uh, you know, Mark Dennehy was, I was talking to him earlier, and, and he, he was saying that, you know, you're, you always feel like it's 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 horrific when you're not scoring or when you're not winning, and then uh, you think it's so great you can't lose when you when you are winning. And, and there's something that does trigger that, and and they need to get a, a break of some sort in order to 
put them over the top on the road. I, I don't know if that comes this weekend or not. And, you know, it, it, the Maine and Merrimack have always played tight games, so it, usually it could go either way when they when they play. So so it's possible that it's this weekend, and uh, if not, it's going to have to be in the first round, <laughs> round of the playoffs, or else they're going to be done with. So um, I, I don't know what what I've been asked that question so many times uh, this year, and, and that question has come up a lot because it's a, it's an obvious uh, you know uh, gaping uh, hole in the in the in what's going on this season but um you know it, it for whatever reason they just have not um been able to close the deal on the road and they've been in position to do it too uh, you got to see Notre Dame last weekend. Uh, we know last go around for them in the league and you know they'll leave the league for the Big Ten, ten next year um so hockey's will drop down to 11 teams uh, you know there's been rumors here and there holy cross perhaps you know may have been interested and vice versa looks not going to happen right now uh, you know what, what do you see happening in, at least in the in the near future should they look to add another team to go to 12 or do you think we're okay with 11 for a while I, well, I, I guess we'll see how the schedule all works out. I think that's going to be the determining factor, just how quick they go to 12 teams or not, because uh, I think if there's enough uh, disgruntled teams uh, over how it's scheduled and which teams play which teams three times and versus two, you know, if, if somebody with a lot of power gets uh, gets messed up on the deal, I could see the pressure being amped up on Joe Britannia and company to, to uh, hurry up and get somebody else. It, it's worth trying, you know, just to keep it as it is. You know, we're used to everybody here, and and um, but I, I would think that in the long run they're going to look at it. They're going to they're going to bring on a 12th team. And you had the game at Fenway. We mentioned earlier uh, a four to nothing win against UConn at Fenway. Uh, what, what's your take on the outdoor games? I mean, some people think maybe it's run its course, but it also seems like you know it's still drawing pretty well. And the uh, and of course for the for the players, which I guess it really it's mostly for the players. Uh, they certainly enjoy it. Well, Maine's three and zero at Fenway, so they're going to play all their home games there next year. That's uh, I think that's the plan anyway. I don't know if the Red Sox are up on that, especially those uh, October games. But um, no, I, I I enjoy it. I mean, it's it's such a thrill for the players, and this is one of, it's one of those situations where you know, as a fan, you might look at it and say, "Well, all right, novelty's worn off, and you know, it's a hassle. I don't want to go out and stand in the cold." And, and I understand that, but. Um, for the players, it's it's a magical day, and when you talk about the college experience, and it's it's not like unlike you know getting a chance to go over to Northern Ireland or or you know these are once in a lifetime opportunities in a lot of cases for these guys, and and um, you know so even though this started several years ago players now are different and uh, you know they, they weren't here several years ago so to get that opportunity at Fenway I think it's I think it's a good thing overall just as far as the student athlete experience and um, you know debating whether or not it's interesting as a, as a fan or not is, uh, is a, a separate uh, issue but I think it's a good thing. All right uh, Maine and Merrimack this weekend uh, two big games I think for both clubs uh, what you know you obviously know Maine very very well what will be important for Maine this weekend? Well, I think the biggest thing is they don't shoot themselves in the foot. One of the problems with with Maine this year, and particularly in penalties, uh, just giving two teams too many chances on the power play and and too many at the most <laughs> ill-advised times. So, so the Blackbears really need to do a good job, I think, of staying out of the box and 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 keeping a full team out there. Um, that's that's going to be number one. The, the second is they're going to have to get good goaltending, I think, uh, this weekend uh, because I think 
with your renewed uh, offense and, and, and all of that and that top line, they're, they're going to be tested. And, and they've got to figure out a way to make the goaltender job easier. You guys have done that with Delia. He's been able to see a lot of shots, according to Coach Dennehy. And, and May needs to do the same thing in, in defending and, and, uh, and making it easy on their goaltender. So those are the two biggest things. I think both teams are good forechecking teams, so that's going to be a given. Um, and, you know, like I said, it's going to go uh, – it's probably going to go right down to the wire, as they usually do with Maine and uh, Merrimack. Yeah, that certainly seems to be the case. Uh, looking forward to two good games this weekend. Dan, great to see you as always. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Hope you have a safe ride home as well after the games. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again soon as well. Thanks. Well, thank you, former partner uh, Mike Magnick uh, worked with me up at Alfonderia. You remember right. that? Back, yeah, yeah. That was my first year doing Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also out at RPI. Remember that? Uh, was it at RPI? I think that was with Joe Carr. Oh, been, that yeah. was before yeah, my right. time. But uh, yeah, you were you were there my first year. So it's <laughs> thank you for staying with me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks as always, Dan. Uh, well, well, good good luck and uh, good luck the rest of the way. We'll see you again soon. Hopefully. All right, save to you guys. All right, that's Dan Hannigan. He is the voice of Black Bear Hockey. John and I will be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.